Hi guys, and welcome back to the Family Framing Podcast, where we discuss quality strategies to help you advocate, teach, and support your autistic child. Today on the podcast, I wanted to discuss what a diagnosis means for you and your family, what treatment options there might be for your child, and what supports there are for you as you traverse what may be uncharted territory, but also to leave you with as much peace in knowing that there is nothing wrong in your life. There are no accidents and this journey is meant for you at this time. And that this can be a super joyful journey and I'm here to help and support you with all of the less joyful times that might arise. To start with, I wanted to discuss what the process of getting your mind around a diagnosis might look like if you want to mobilize yourself to help your child without fear The first step in this process is to analyze why you are fearful or overwhelmed or discouraged. This is where I typically typically get my journal uh, out and I start to write all of my thoughts and feelings. Um, Our thoughts that we have are consistently uh, consciously or unconsciously having a big effect on our feelings. In fact, I would say that our thoughts can directly contribute to the feelings that we're having at any given time. The insidious part is that sometimes it's difficult to know exactly what we're thinking and feeling at any given time. Sometimes these unconscious thoughts that we're having or our mind is just racing or rolling through all of these thoughts and we're not, we're not super aware of what's going on there. So sometimes our mind can get really cluttered with overwhelming or fearful thoughts and we're not even really aware of those thoughts and feelings that are having such a large effect on our feelings and therefore our ability to act and advocate for our children who need us. Once you have a grasp on what your mind is doing, you might have a better understanding on why you are feeling these things and you have more ability to tell your mind what to think rather than letting your mind dominate you and your actions. If this is you and you're struggling to manage your mind around your emotions and you don't know how to make your thoughts more helpful or maybe you don't even realize what you're thinking about your circumstances, uh, I can be contacted uh, for coaching. I help parents with this kind of thing all of the time. And this is one of those things that that can trickle over into any part of your life, but is especially important when you're caring for an autistic child who is dependent on you to really advocate for them and, and their needs. So this is something that I can teach you how to manage so that your mind is consistently working for you rather than you struggling to understand what's going on and, and why you feel immobilized, why you feel paralyzed, maybe why you're so fearful. Uh, all, all of these different things that have such a large effect in our lives, but sometimes it's difficult to gain that awareness of what's really going on. Um, once you have your mind a little bit more managed, movement is a lot easier as far as getting treatment, as far as uh, moving forward and becoming the parent that you want to really be for your child and the support that you really want to give to them. Getting your child the support that they need uh, is is imperative. Um, this can look different for everyone, and so there shouldn't be any judgment if 
one family chooses a certain type of therapy over another type of therapy um, and or the intensity thereof, that could all be different. Um, and so making sure that we're having a really, really helpful environment for those that were around either online or uh, maybe in our neighborhoods and things like that, where we're just trying to help each other and support each other is is really important as well. And you can immediately be part of that effort to get the word out, to educate, but also to to accept that every family and every child is different especially our autistic children who there's no diagnosis that looks exactly the same. Your child, uh, so let's say, you know, maybe your child is young and, and maybe not speaking. Uh, maybe there's some significant behavior challenges that are starting to arise. Getting involved with speech therapy and ABA therapy uh, may be the best option for you at this point. I have a lot of parents that sometimes ask me, you know, my child is really young and I don't want to overwhelm him or I don't want to make life really, really difficult. Um, I don't want to exhaust him, et cetera, all of these things. And, and that, that is something to, to keep in mind. Um, I will say that the research shows that the more intensive the therapy is, the more beneficial it will be for uh, seeing changes in, in behavior, seeing functional communication, whether that's speaking with words or maybe Maybe that is um, signing, learning to sign, um, learning a PEX board system, or maybe maybe even an AAC device. Uh, all of those things. The more that your child can feels like they're heard, the more they feel like they can advocate for themselves. The less they are going to feel like they need to engage in a challenging behavior to get their needs met. So this is often something that is not just helpful to parents who are sometimes at their wits' end, uh, but also this can be the best gift that you can give your child who struggles to advocate for themselves and get their needs met uh, through through typical means. Um, so I can I can go into greater detail later on in another podcast on on why I um, why ABA therapy can be uh, a really, really great thing and it doesn't have to be an exhausting process. In fact, it should be a really, really fun, wonderful process if it's done right. So that's something that I can put on the burner for later if you guys are interested in hearing my thoughts on that and my experiences with that. Um, usually with a child like this, I recommend 20 to 30 hours a week um, if your child isn't speaking, if there are some behavior deficits or maybe behavior challenges that are starting to arise because they don't have a lot of that functional communication to be able to get their needs met. Um, that that's typically as a practitioner, that's typically what I'm what I'm recommending per week. For more advanced learners or maybe older children, I tend to recommend that 15 to 10 hours a week of ABA. Um, and that can be for for various reasons as well. Um, and I can cover that in a later podcast as well that's a little bit more focused on on why that might be the case and why you might want to advocate for less hours for your child to be in in therapy versus more and so i can i can offer help for parents who are trying to decide how much services they want to be getting 
um, into. Speaking of getting into services of your choice, where I live right now, there's a lot of ABA waitlisting, meaning uh, once you receive a diagnosis, the process to actually get into an ABA service provider can be very long, upwards of you know possibly six months. And when you call up a provider in your area and you're looking into having your child start services with them, they will tell you what their wait list is based on the number of hours that you want per day and the times that you are available for those services. So that can be one of those things where you might want to if if you're looking into starting ABA services for your child, you might want to put yourself on a wait list right away. Um, right now, at least where I live, there's not enough practitioners to provide the amount of services that are needed um, at this time. Um, but once again, you can look in your area or online uh, and make a list of agencies that seem like they align themselves with your values and how you want to raise your child. Um, there are a couple things that I typically tell parents to keep in mind when you're looking into providers. Uh, one of these things might be just keeping in mind, you know, do they have a clinic or are they home-based therapy? And deciding for yourself what you would prefer. And I can go more into a little bit of detail about, you know, the pros and cons of having um, clinic-based sessions versus in-home sessions. There are pros and cons to both. Um, neither is totally right for everyone. Um, and so that can be a really, really personalized decision. But it's sometimes nice to have the option to maybe do a hybrid model or something like that. Um, so deciding what your preference is and why uh, is really important when you're picking out a service provider. The next thing um, you might want to think about is when you meet with them or go on a tour of the facility, um, are they fun and are they kind to your child? Are they interactive? Do they make your child smile? Um, is your child... And, and this can be, you know, maybe if your child is fearful or a little uh, hesitant to join in any social activities, uh, you can gauge that based on the typical reaction for your child. Um, is the facility clean? And uh, sometimes I like to tell parents, you know, like, hey, how happy are the other children that are receiving services at that time when you went on a tour? Do they seem like they're happy? Does it seem like their therapists are interactive with them? Are they having a good time? Are there giggles? Or are there some really, and we all know that problem behaviors are going to happen. That's the inevitable, even, even without a diagnosis for small children tantrums are just going to be happening. Um, but if if there's some unnecessary tantrum behavior going on and or maybe maybe the staff members are being really demanding or maybe they are being a little bit vindictive and and you know causing certain behaviors, that might be a red flag for you where you don't necessarily want you don't want your child being treated that way and you want them while they're in ABA therapy to ha be having a great time so that that can accelerate their learning. Um, um, you also, you know, do they interact with the children, you know, with dignity? Are they kind? Um, are they saying nice things to them? Or are they, you know, are they, I've, I've been in some facilities where, um, the staff member, uh, used a name, called, called a child a name, um, 
and it was a rude name and it was a big red flag for me and I did I did report that back to parents and they were really disturbed with this and so that's one of those things that you want to keep in mind when you're looking into service providers um, maybe if you're taking a tour of, of a facility um, how are they treating the other children that are in the facility at that time so um, these are just a few of the things uh, that I like to keep in mind if that were my child and I were going on a tour of a facility looking to prospectively start services with that agency. Once you have put yourself on a wait list, you don't need to wait to get yourself educated and start moving in your home. Um, and, and get your child more comfortable, get them uh, progressing, get them able to get their needs met better so that they're happier and you're happier and everyone is happier. Um, getting yourself a coach to help you continue to manage your mind around the difficulties that are being a parent in general, but sometimes being a parent of an autistic child can be even more demanding. And so getting yourself a coach or a mentor, someone who understands these processes um, can be really, really helpful. Also, having a coach with a background in autism um, and behavior is is another tool that can be really, really great to get you um, that leg up um, in in getting your child the the help and support that they really, really need. Um, so I know that there's a lot of coaches out there that have um, that background and experience. Um, I, I know that I'm not alone there. I am available. I have open slots right now for coaching if that's something that you're interested in uh, and you feel like you want to get yourself a leg up, you want to get yourself started in being able to advocate for your child. I am available for coaching for parents who are interested in that. Um, and if you are interested in scheduling a free consult with me, um, where I complete a behavior assessment that you that can tell you essentially why your child is engaging in challenging behaviors, what need needs to be met in those situations, and then how to teach your child more effectively how to get those needs met so they can just bypass those challenging behaviors that can be so frustrating for them and for you. Um, that is something that I offer free to every consult, whether or not you decide to continue um, having coaching services with me or not. I feel like that is helpful. That's my way of providing value to parents and, and families that are in need and giving you guys the information that that can help your child the most um, and doing that in a safe way that encourages your child to to advocate for themselves and to and to better help them get their needs met um that that's something that that i do as a free service whether or not you decide to continue having coaching services with me um, you can go and schedule a free consult with me at familyframingautism.com um and then there are a whole bunch of resources that I have there as well that are free to you, free to the public um, on that website that I encourage you to look at, um, to use at your leisure, um, to take bits and pieces that might work for your family and, um, and do with that as, as you will, as you feel like is right for your specific child in your specific situation.
Um, some parents look into alternative methods of treatment, uh, like diet, social or sensory therapies. Um, I think that there's a lot of value and merit in, in some of these therapies. I think that uh, there's a lot of really great things that are being done um, in these areas. And so if you feel like that that is right for you and your your child and your situation, um, I, I encourage you guys to look into some of those things. Um, there are some other, other therapies, um, other diet recommendations that have no scientific indicators that they work or that they are effective in any way, shape or form in, in helping autistic populations. Um, and I've seen firsthand in some of these cases where they are really expensive um, and, and there was no effect on, on their child. And so that can be, that can be really frustrating and really disappointing for a lot of parents. And so if that's something that you guys are interested in, you can go ahead and let me know there and I can share my thoughts about some alternative, uh, therapies and resources and things like that, that I do find effective versus things that uh, are not shown to be as effective, but people still try. Um, the last thing that I wanted to leave you guys with is that a diagnosis can mean a lot of things, but you get to decide what that means for you and your family. You can choose to have helpful meaning to these situations. And this could be any situation. You know, you can apply this to anything that's going on in your life. But we're specifically talking about what's going to help you be the best advocate for your autistic child um, at this time. So um, the meaning that you choose for for this diagnosis can can be causing you to feel a lot of self-blame or guilt, maybe denial or even grief. And I'm not going to say that, you know, there's, there, you know, feeling a grieving process isn't natural maybe or, or isn't healthy. Maybe, maybe that is what you need to do and you need to allow yourself to, to grieve some, some things that, that you had thought or, um, ideas that you had had previously. Maybe that's part of the natural process for you. But maybe you can put, you, you can give meaning of, of hope in knowing that what is happening is right in your life right now. And it was always meant to happen. And there's a reason for it happening. Um, maybe it's happening to give you the means to stretch yourself as a parent like you did not know you could before. Um, maybe this child is affording you the chance to become something better. Maybe this is your chance to embrace change and betterment for yourself uh, as you advocate for your autistic child. So I just wanted to leave you guys with that, that there is meaning in everything, but you guys get to decide what that meaning is for you and, and for your child. And if that's something that you feel like you might need help with or maybe coaching would be valuable i'm available for that but i hope that you guys have a great week i will talk to you guys in our next podcast thanks <laughs>